Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Our number two fantasy football frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, my main man George Kurtz, hanging out with you, talking some fantasy football as we count down to kick off in 2018. So, time to start getting fancy football started. Get you covered. You already know you got Keepers Dynasty, whatever the case may be. 844-843-6879. We're here to help you win your championship in 2018. Glad to be doing it on the weekday, on the weekend with my man George Kurtz. Starting tomorrow at 1 p.m. East. Fancy Football Frenzy back on the air during the weekday. Not in the mornings. Uh, like last year, but we're coming on at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, give you a good little midday, whatever you are, only lunch break, whatever the case may be. Make sure you pop us on. Try your best to listen live. Um, and you're at work. Just sneak so your boss won't see you do it. George, are you a big app guy? Uh, not really, uh, I'll be honest with you. I do have uh, quite a few on my phone. Uh, I mean, I use the sports apps. You know, yeah, of course. All that. Uh, tw- I'm, I'm a big Twitter guy. I'm, I'm, okay. I live on no Twitter. Doubt. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy the uh, finding out uh, tweets. Listen, if you, on yeah. tweet, tweeting, tweeting, tweet, tweet, tweet. Yes. But uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a great place to find information. You follow the right writers, no the right, uh, you know, uh, I guess the right uh, guys that cover the, the sports teams. You can find out a lot of good information. Uh, Joe, I don't think you can effectively play fantasy football without being on Twitter, uh, and I agree with you 100 percent on that. Well, I'm an app guy also, and I have out right now my Uber Eats app. Since I don't have a cat to come bring me a fish, I don't have that luxury. <laughs> um, I have to get it done on Uber Eats. So, George, you're going to help me make a decision today um, because the Uber Eats has, like, a lot of different things that you can order and stuff, especially in my neighborhood, right? Now, I, I'm if see, they, the first things that come up is Popeyes and McDonald's. And I'm like, dude, if I, I can just walk to Popeyes or McDonald's. You feel what I'm saying, George? It's not that serious for me to go on Uber Eats and order Popeyes or McDonald's. But they come up as the most popular spots. I don't really want to do a burger and fries today. I always love Popeyes chicken, but I also don't think I want any Popeyes, George. What do you, what do you think I should do? They got IHOP on here. I'm not going to do IHOP. No, they got no, a local, not, not IHOP. They got a local burger joint, Jimbo's uh, Hamburger Place. They make very good hamburgers. Then they have this vegan hamburger spot. Let's all uh, skip right past that. Um, yeah, because we're not gonna go <laughs> next. <laughs> we're not gonna go that route, George. Also, uh, my niece is vegan, couple... man. I, I, you might as well chew yeah. on your table. Yeah, no, no, no. I can't. I can't do it. Now they also write. They also got a good empanada place on here that serves burritos and empanadas. And I've had a good one, and I've had some good food from there before. That might be the leader in the clubhouse. Are you an empanada guy? I'm really not an empanada guy, so I can't recommend the empanada. I got out of all places you were. I said, you, know, you said you go there a lot, but man, Popeye sounds real good right about now. I could go. I could go for some chicken. You know, I, I'm, I'm a chicken guy. So, and I had chicken parm last night, so I wouldn't mind some fried chicken today. Popeyes could very well be the leader in the clubhouse because not only is Popeyes 
you know, convenient and it tastes good, right? I can walk to Popeye's though, but you know what? The, the luxury of Uber Eats is you don't have to walk. They can bring the Popeye's to you. I don't want to be smacking on a chicken uh, wing while I'm uh, doing the program with you today, George, but it could happen at some point. Now, with that being said, the Popeye's, right, over here, yeah, it had a fire in it recently and it closed down. They opened it back up, uh, maybe about a, about two months ago. No, about no, about about a month and a half ago, it opened back up. George, the line, George, whenever you go over there, it's almost to the door all the time. Oh, then I'm not eating there. I, I, I'm not a big believer in waiting. I don't. Yeah, do it. exactly. I go out to a restaurant. <laughs> I, mean, I, make, I make sure I go to restaurants at, at off times. You know, if you go to a, a steak place, like I think I'm going to Red Lobster later, and I'm making sure I'm getting there uh, before. You know, I know it'll be crowded. Cause I, I don't. I hate going. Oh, you about forty-five minutes for a table. But, no, that's I'm ridiculous. I'm hungry now. I'm hungry now. I want to eat. Feed me. There you go, George. I think George. I, I this is this Popeyes looks delicious. Oh my goodness. Now let's see. So Popeyes, they're saying, right, fifteen to twenty minutes for Popeyes. So we can do that, right? And you go back <laughs> on the app, and you go back to uh. We don't have. Uber. I don't think we have Uber Eats out here. I'm sure you do, George. Yeah, I mean, we have Uber. I've, I've used one a time or two when I uh, when I had car uh, issues, but uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't got, think I've even heard of Uber Eats until you just said it. It's the same service. I didn't know it was yeah, the same. I, I service. get that. Thanks. No, no, I'm not uh, that no, I'm far that's... out of touch. <laughs> no, George, I'm serious. I did not know it was. Uh, Okay, so both of them are 15 to 25 minutes, so really there's no big time difference. So I'm just going to have to flip a coin at some point. You don't know, Joe, I didn't know that um, until recently. I had a homegirl of mine. She drives Uber, you know, part-time. So I was like, well, how do you select or decide whether you're going to be like an Uber driver or whether you're going to do Uber Eats? And she tells me, no, it's the same. So if you're out driving Uber and you get a call, comes in for a call can come in where you have to go pick food up and bring it to somebody. It's the same thing. So your Uber driver, after he drops you off, he can come pick up my McDonald's and bring it to me. So let me ask you a question. All right. How much actually you got to pay for this? I mean, how much is it going to That's the thing. How much you paying yeah. for your Uber Eats? Is it five on, bucks? On, it's, about a, it's about a five, six buck charge. Yeah, I don't know if I could do I mean, I'd be pretty lazy to do that. Uh, I, I, we drive yeah. out here, so it's different. You know, Walking's yeah. a little different than driving. It would take me 10 minutes to go to McDonald's, get back and forth, uh, plus whatever it waits uh, at McDonald's. And that's the thing right there. It's like, why order from Popeye's or McDonald's Uber Eats when I can just walk to the establishment? You know, Corey, I, I think you'll, you'll appreciate this. Uh, you know, uh, my oldest daughter's 11. And when okay. we first had her, you know, you're sort of not in – uh, child that you have a child mode, and having, uh, so I remember one night about 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 eleven o'clock at night, you know she's sleeping, you know it's like she's probably six months old, whatever, uh, and I'm hungry, and I was, I mean I'm, I'm out the house, I'm in the car, car in my driveway, you know car I'm up I'm ready to pull out, I'm like oh I was gonna go, I was going to McDonald's, was, that's what's open late, and I realized oh crap I can't go, I have a child. It's crazy, George. You was gonna leave. Yeah, it baby took me a while to realize oh you're a dad now. Remember yeah. you have little one in crib. Might want to go and make sure she's alive. And uh, so that's what Uber Eats would have come in handy then. 
No doubt about it. Now, if you would have went to McDonald's, though, right, I would have just loved it if you would have went to McDonald's and then you get that phone call from your wife. Oh, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm at McDonald's. The ass kicking you would have gotten the next morning would have been legendary. <laughs> she knows the story. I did tell her the story. that I, I mean, I, that's a true story, but I was really on my way out. I think I was in the car ready to go until it dawned on me that, oh, yeah, I told her that. I don't think I told her right yeah. away, mind you. Maybe a few yeah, no years doubt. later. <laughs> I'm, I'm still here to say it. Yeah, when she got more comfortable leaving you in the house with the children. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, honey, there you go right there. will be okay, maybe. Yeah, good job. Oh, uh, yeah, Daddy, you know how us, us as, as fathers, we take rearing of children a little bit differently because I'd be in here doing stuff with the kids, and then, and then they'd be like, the mamas would be like, you let them do what? And I'd be like, well, we was having fun. What do you want? You know, that's kind of what uh, the role of dads, at least. We are a little bit more willing to have fun with the children. George, what are you going to do with Mark Ingram this year? I'm not drafting him. Uh, unless it's actually he falls me in double-digit round, sure. But the way I look at Ingram is this. All right, uh, assuming he's uh, the, the four-game suspension sticks. I know you think uh, he might get uh, it uh, down a game or two. Uh, but yeah. if I'm drafting right now, I have to assume the four-game suspension sticks. So that's, he's out the first four weeks. He can play week five, but week six they have their bye. How much work is he getting in week five? You know, so pretty much he's done now for the first six weeks of the season. You know, so now you, fantasy-wise, we only get it for seven weeks plus the playoffs. I mean, what are we hoping for there? What if Kamara's going bananas? What if the, uh, whoever they're using the caddy with Kamara's playing well? You know, you don't know what his role is going to be, what kind of shape he's going to be going in. What if he's one of these guys who comes back and he also, all of a sudden, that calf gets uh, strained. You know, the groin gets strained. He's never had full speed all, se- uh, all season long. Uh, no, I, I said, unless he falls to me once again, I'm not taking a player who, for all intents and purposes, is on the PUP for the first six weeks of the season. There you go right there. I, it's, it's, I'm more of a riverboat gambler where I can say, okay, give me Alvin Kamara. For, I mean, not Alvin Kamara. Give me Mark Ingram for the stretch run. Give me a guy that can put up, give me, you know, 100 yards and a couple catches and maybe a touchdown, you know, a couple of weeks, especially as you go through the grind of the bye weeks and stuff like that. So I'm more willing to take a shot on Mark Ingram, but obviously it's round and roster dependent. If I come out and fire off two backs, if I come out and fire off Zeke in the first round and come back with Freeman in the second round, a little bit later on in that draft, I'm going to see if I can get Mark Ingram because I can look at a piece that I can plug and play, whether it's injury, whether it's, uh, well, God, I hope we don't have no more suspensions to deal with with Zeke, whether it's injury with Freeman or whether it's, you know, a guy that I could pop into my flex. If I'm in a trade league, maybe I can use Ingram as a piece if he gets going. That's how I'm going to look at it. So I will have limited shares. He's not going to be off my board altogether, but I definitely understand where you're coming from, George. He's not off my board. I, said, I would take it if the price is okay. right. I'm just not, you know, he'd be somebody where if there's anybody else in that round that I like that's going to help me now, I'm taking that player now. That's where it comes down to. That's why, for me, it's probably double-digit rounds where, you know, we're taking some chances there, see what happens there. He's not off my book. The talent is there. I like, I like Ingram. You know, it's just unfortunate that he's gone first six weeks of the season, which hurts his value. Now, if I'm a Kamara owner, it's a little different. You yeah. know, maybe I do want to grab him later. Once again, is that he's, he's certainly not a He's more than a handcuff, but this covers myself there. If I get him as a running back four, running back five, especially if I don't have a ton of early buys. This could also play a part in it. You know, you look at your bye weeks. Maybe you got a whole, all your running backs are on buys in week four and week five, in which case, you know, he's not going to help you all that much then. So maybe you got to think about that as well. Uh, so I like the talent. Um, like I said, he's not off my board, but odds are, you know, if I play in eight leagues, he may be on one team. All right, there you go right there. Um, mm, who would you rather have, Dion Lewis 
or let me get Deion Lewis or Duke Johnson Jr. Ooh, Duke. I mean, oh, so many. Uh, you got Chubb there. You got Hyde there. You got Duke. Now, also, they have three running backs there. I wonder how many touches he's going to get. Who's going to be the quarterback there? Is it Tyrod Taylor? Are we going with the Rocky? Deion Lewis is just him and Henry. Yeah, it's really just yeah. him and Henry. I'm going I'm to go Deion Lewis for that reason. Just less cooks in the kitchen there. I like what Lewis can bring. He's certainly – we know what Lewis' role is going to be because Henry's the big bruising back, first, second down guy. Lewis be the third down guy. Johnson's the same thing, but maybe Chubb and Hyde eat into that a little bit. Give me Lewis for that reason. Also, Tennessee's a better team. Uh, I, I think I would I would agree with you on that. You broke that down excellent, made a lot of good points. Listen, Duke Johnson was a player to help fantasy owners out last year. I think a lot of his success was check, baby, check, baby, one, two, because Deshaun Kaiser didn't know what the hell he was doing, and he was going to get the football out of his hands as soon as possible. And Duke Johnson just happened to be standing right there. And once you get Duke in space, he can make things happen. But when you got Chubb, a Georgia Bulldog, running back in that backfield, Carlos Hyde, who has shown his salt in the NFL, I think it's going to be tough for um, – for uh, Duke Johnson Jr. to put it like this, he's going to have weeks where you're going to be like, "Wow, I wish he, I had him." He may even have a maybe have a week where your opponent has him and he calls you to lose. Here's the thing: you're not going to be able to guess those weeks when Duke Johnson's going to go off. It's going to be inconsistent fantasy value. I don't want to say Duke is off my board, but he's a player I really have uh, no interest in. Think he's a good player. I love the talent. Always have. I just don't know if he's going to be able to get that work in 2018. How you feel about Lamar Miller? Down. I'm down on Lamar Miller. Even though I, I love the offense this year, so I, in some ways I do want to give him another chance. You know, and when I say down, by the way, no running back is ever off my board. It's a running back. All right, they all have value. They're breathing. They have value. But uh, where at one time he was, you know, what was it two years ago? He was thought of as a fir- uh, RB1, you know, maybe even a first round running back. Now mm-hmm. he's barely in the running back two conversation. Barely. He's in that running back two, running back three. I mean, I love the offense. I, I do like what uh, Sean Watts is going to be able to do with the Andre Hopkins. Uh, I think, once again, why? Watson is sort of a small sample size as well because he was only played, what, four to six games before he got hurt last year. So defense will figure him out somewhat as well. But I think he is legit. And I think he is going to be a guy who can ease things up on the running game because you can't just assume now. Now, they're three yards in a you know, run, run, then throw to Hopkins. They'll be more, a more diversified offense because of Watson here. So uh, I do like what we have here. But that being said, he's a low-range running back, too, for me, mainly for the touchdowns. That's not going to be the goal line guy running those touchdowns. Most people know I've never really had a thing for Lamar Miller. He's a player that's kind of I've never touched. He's a guy that I just completely stay away from. I think Deonta Foreman can emerge out that backfield at some time. I agree with you. I like the offense. Also agree with you. He is a running back. I'm just not going to have him on my team. I'm going to look elsewhere. If I miss out, I miss out, but I'll stick to my guns. Tevin Coleman or Deion Lewis? Uh, I'm going to go Coleman here. You know, mainly because I, I think there's a, eventually Freeman's going to miss some games because of yep. the, he'll get another concussion. So I got to go Coleman here. And the, it's, the situations are even. Even if without the concussion, they're even, right? They both have a, a, a true bell cow ahead of them, Henry and Freeman. So they're both uh, third down guys. But we've seen Coleman, who can handle the, the role himself. I'll say it again. I know you, you know this. You and I have discussed this before. Coleman was going to be the, the RB, the starting running back for yep. Atlanta until he got hurt. Then Freeman took over the job while he pipped him, and that was it. You know, so uh, I like Freeman a lot. I like Coleman a lot. I love that offense in Atlanta. Give me Coleman. Yeah, I would go with Coleman also in a situation like this, mainly because of what – listen, Coleman last year 
was very big play dependent. Coleman scored touchdowns to save fantasy weeks. I remember it was one week. Coleman didn't have no fantasy points. Late in the fourth quarter, he caught a 65-yard pass. It gave him seven fantasy points. That was the only catch he had the whole game. See, Coleman is tricky because the thing about Coleman is his role is inconsistent. It's not really set. You know that Freeman is going to get the ball a lot. But Coleman was able to see, catch a few passes, make a few big plays, score a few touchdowns to make him a little bit, to make him more relevant. Not to mention the fact he's backing up Devontae Freeman. I would go with Tevin Coleman. More than likely, if you draft Tevin Coleman, he's going to be in your starting lineup the majority of the season. My God, you said tricky. Now I got Run DMC in my head. So all I can hear now is it's tricky. It's tricky to rock a rock to rock a yeah. rock. That's right on time. It's tricky. It's tricky. Tricky, 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 tricky. Oh my tricky. God! It's, literally, it's 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 just bouncing around in my head now. It's all like all I can hear now is Run DMC and the video that goes along with it. I want to continue to talk about some of these running backs, pass catching backs. Maybe get into a little wide receiver talk a little bit later on in the program. Telephone line still open. I think I think I'm gonna go ahead and place my order now. I think I'm gonna go with the empanadas because I know for a fact I'm not gonna walk up the hill and go to the location where this place is at, George. I guarantee you that one. <laughs> I love a good taco, man. I wouldn't mind some tacos. And there you go. So empanada, burrito, fantasy executive, lunchtime coming up right here on the on the fantasy football frenzy, the weekend edition. We come back on the other side. Isaiah Crowell. Gotta gotta talk about it and break it down. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. All right. Here we go, here we go. Fantasy Football Frenzy, FNTSY Radio Weekend Edition. Empanada order will be placed at the end of this segment. So then this way, hopefully, by the time the program is over, it'll be here. Show respect to George by not chomping in his ear um, <clears throat> while we're doing the radio program. Still um, hungry, no food coming here. Sorry, George. You got that fish. You got that cat. That cat brought you that koi right. fish, George. <laughs> That's right. I'll fry up some fish later. We're going to have a barbecued fish. That'll be a nice time. I need to get out to the palatial estate when y'all have your uh, barbecues, whatever. So that'll be um good times right there. Oh, let me see. I got something I wanted to ask you about, George, and it escapes my mind uh, quickly. You know what I'm going to do today, George? I'm sitting here today. I'm going to chill. I'm going to get some clothes washed, right? I'm going to watch the best. I'm going to wash, wash clothes, watch the basketball. It doesn't come on until 8. But I think what I'm going to do today in preparation for the debut of the Fantasy Football Frenzy tomorrow is I think I'm going to do a draft today. What do you think about that, George? I need to find a draft. Nice. Nice. Are we talking Live about draft. A, a, mock, a mock draft or a real league draft? Well, you know, like a best ball. 
Best ball. Okay, like, even even better. Like an MF, like NFL ten type draft. Nice. My that, that's that's always 10. good for me. I, I, I love drafting. Is fantastic. I love drafting. Uh, I'm gonna watch. Uh, I'm going to see Solo today. Like I said, after this, and then uh, out to dinner. A little Red Lobster. I think we've decided on. So it'll be a little uh, surf and turf for me. Not the fish. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that, George. Uh, so let me go. I, oh, do I have any credits? Yeah, I have. And I got. I got uh, ten dollars in MFL ten credits. So they have this one right here is a live draft, and when the league fills, it'll let you. They'll send you an alert, let you know that the draft is about to begin. So I should just be able to sign up right here, and this will be fun. And of course, it says I need to clear my cookies. Wonderful. I don't understand. My cookies are clear, for Christ's sakes. George, when I clear my cookies, tell me, give me your opinion on um, Isaiah Crowell, New York Jet running back Isaiah Crowell. Oh, uh, it's another such a no bane, situation where we bane, don't know about the bane, quarterback. Bane of my existence, Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> yes, and I, I went down with flames with him last uh, last year yeah. as well. Uh, I, I, I like I like the talent. I think a lot of us were there. Uh, I like the talent. You know, I think there is something there. You got Bilal Powell. You got Elijah McGuire. So once again, it's crowded. Thomas Rolls is there too. So you got it's crowded. Who's going to be the quarterback there? I think McCown starts, and eventually it's Sam Donald. I don't know what's going to happen with Bridgewater. Are they going to try and trade him if he, once he proves he's healthy? Because I mean, really, he's just he's super, superfluous there. You don't need him, you know. And I think Teddy Bridgewater could help somebody, but then again, who? You know, it would have to be a team that yeah. loses a quarterback at some point during training camp, which uh, could happen. Maybe yes, maybe no. Uh, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't see an easy spot for Bridgewater to go to as far as uh, working out a trade there. The end up just releasing him, you know, which I don't think you do, but I believe he has very little guaranteed money until the season starts. So I wonder if that's going to be that one of those situations there where it saves him cash, he has to go because, you know, you got Sam Donald, so he's your future. McCown is fine as a bridge. You know, we've seen him be able to do that. Plus, he said he'll be that, uh, he'll be that guy, you know, that will uh, have no problem teaching uh, Donald. And Bridgewater is not someone he can learn from because they're two different types of quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, so it's a, a strange situation there. Not that I blame the Jets for doing it. You know, you want as much talent in the organization as possible, and Bridgewater does have talent. But uh, I just don't see how this situation is going to work out. But as for Crowell, once again, a lot of cooks in the kitchen here. Crowell, Powell, McGuire, Rolls. I don't love the passing game with Robbie Anderson, Curse, Nunwa, Terrell Pryor. I mean, a lot of names there. But no real great player, great guy you want there. Tight end seems to be a uh, still a vast wasteland there without uh, ASJ. So I'll like Crowell, but far from love him. And same thing with Powell. They're both RB3s. They'll both be drafted because once again, every running back that with a pulse is drafted. But I don't. it's going to be a figuring out each week. All right, is this the week for Crowell? Is this the week for Powell? I like Crowell better because I expect him to be the touchdown guy. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get involved with this one. Also, it's a situation that I would try to avoid. Listen, I think Isaiah Crowell can play. I think he's probably a better running back than, um, than um, uh, oh, boy, what's the young man name? Bilal Powell. I, I just, this thing right here is so up in the air that it makes it a little bit difficult. So, um, going to have to do some more investigation on what the New York Jets are going to do with their pieces on offense. I'm about to give you another either-or question because I know how much you love these ones. Tariq Cohen, George? Or Chris Thompson. Oh, they're like the same guy. Uh, Thompson's going back from the broken leg. Yeah. yeah, I'll go with Cohen because we, I saw what he could do last year with, with the uh, players around him. I do worry somewhat 
that they'll have a talented wide receiver, that they won't need him out of the backfield as much. But still, I think he's going to have his damage. I think they saw what he could do last year. The reason I'm taking him, well, Thompson is coming back from the broken leg. You know, maybe that hampers him a little bit. And it's a new offense. You know, it's a new quarterback. New quarterback, you know, yeah. They got, they got Darius Geist. Who I, and I really like Darius Geist a lot. You know, I keep saying this and, uh, you know, that I wanted you to be quiet about him because I, well, he's a guy I'm looking for to grab in drafts as far as a young uh, running back, a uh, guy with, with upside. So I'm going with Cohen here, but this is not a knock on Thompson. I like him a bunch as well. It's just The situation is more stable in my mind in Chicago than it is in Washington. A lot, a lot of different parts in Washington. Maybe maybe Smith's not going to be the, uh, the check down. He's not really a check down guy. He just played it safe, which sort of plays the Thompson strengths here. But I'll, I'll still go with Terry Cohen. Yeah, I think these two players are going to be closely ranked in everybody's ranking. I think they're back-to-back. I don't have a problem with either guy. I would give Cohen a slight nudge. I think the offense that they're going to bring in in Chicago could be dynamic, and I think they're going to use Cohen to get him in some space. But listen like this. I can draft... I can do a draft tonight and draft Cohen. I can do a draft tomorrow night, George, and draft uh, Chris Thompson. It can go either way. One thing about Thompson... You, know, you, you, you said this before. Yesterday. Yeah. He was very dynamic. What's that? And I want, I want to get your opinion on this because uh, this is something I got, I got on Matt Modica a little bit for in a, in a baseball where, uh, you know, when you have certain players ranked similarly, you know, and I'm sure you do your own rankings, I do mine, and how you decide, you said, you know, if, if you played in four leagues, maybe you'd have Thompson in two and Cohen in two because it's that close. And I get that. Uh, but how close does it have to be for you? Now, you mentioned that you may have these guys back-to-back, which, once again, I would agree. But let's say, once again, Corey Parsons play, plays in, I don't know, eight leagues. It was making a nice, mm-hmm. even number. You got uh, maybe not Thompson and uh, Cohen because you said you have them back-to-back. But let's say you have somebody four or five rankings lo- slots lower. Are you still going with the number one guy? Uh, let's say you have Thompson higher than – you have player A ranked five spots higher than player B. You're in eight league. It just has to be in all eight leagues. You're taking one, one, of, one of these guys because they're both available. Are you automatically taking player A in eight leagues over player uh, B? Or is it 6-2, 4-4? Is it close enough, only five slots? In most situations, I would drop down um, and diversify. I like diversifying rosters. Um, if, I like a guy, if I'm clearly on a guy better, I think that, hap- that, 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 that can happen. But if they're similarly ranked, I'm more than likely going to you know, diversify. But when it comes to these two guys right here, it's going to be either one of these two guys because I think the tear drops off after that. And that uh, tears are important, by the way, for folks who don't know. You know every, we all tears. I know when I write my columns, which I'm writing, I did the quarterback positional breakdown uh, for the Rotorbacks exclusive edge package. Look at this. I'm uh, trying to do promos here, Corey. And I'm doing there a tight go. end uh, breakdown as well, which is kind of funny because you and I broke down with tight ends last week. And I tear them because the idea is you want – sometimes – even though a player may be lesser, if it's, but if it's at the end of a tier in a certain position, you better still better great at getting that guy because the next tier, the talent drops. And it may drop dramatically, depending on how far we're going down here. So tiers are always important in your rankings. Yeah, no, no doubt, because once you get after these Tevin Coleman, Tariq Cohen, Chris Thompson area, then we see Jamal Williams, Rex Burkhead, Marlon Mack, Bilal Powell, and I'm like, I do it's my job to know what to tell you. <laughs> but I'm sitting up here like, good luck. It gets nasty in this area. It does. A lot of it's educated guesswork. You know, we're all trying mm-hmm. to figure out what teams are going to do, what players are going to break out. And the players you mentioned, they're all problems. I, I'm a big Marlon Mack guy. Not that I truly believe he should be a uh, 
you know, a bell cow back. I don't, but I think he's be the starter there. But uh, I know in my dynasty league, I was very extremely disappointed. Uh, this is not a startup. This is a dynasty league that's been around, and uh, running backs always fly off the boards in the, in the in the rounds. They just do because everybody needs running backs. And I think I was three picks away from getting Naheem Hines, and when he was drafted, I was uh, very extremely disappointed because I would have liked to have seen I have Marlon Mack in that league as well so I would have liked to pair the two together but I like uh, Marlon Mack like this thing I'd like him I just don't know if Indianapolis does you know I know that's a strange thing there but I just don't know if Indianapolis trusts him to be their number one back not the bell cow but to be their number one back he is Mack is a a big playback but I don't think he can grind between those tackles that's what I worry about with Mack now, what we saw from Mac last year, when he got to the edge, he couldn't be stopped. He was very explosive, like a Chris Thompson or a Tariq Cohen. Once he got to the edge, he doesn't get as much opportunities as those guys did, not to mention the fact he can't block to save his life, so it makes it a little bit more difficult for him to get on the field. I, I, I like the idea of having Marlon Mack on my team. My thing with Marlon Mack is I'd rather have him on a best ball team where when he has his big blow-up games, he goes into the lineup rather than a redraft where he's in my lineup and he gives me two points. Agreed. I, I, I agree with that. There's a lot of guys I'd rather have in best ball. Yeah, more, more in the wide receiver uh, area than the running backs. But I think what you said is the key there, uh, not the best ball thing, but the fact that he may not be able to grind. And I think mm-hmm. that's why Indianapolis doesn't trust him because they don't want second and 11, second and 12, because he's always yeah, going to a big play. Yeah, you know, they, they want, want second and seven, second and six. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a, it's tough with him, and I uh, I think that is the issue. So um, another running back that was being talked up this week has been Matt Breida. People were saying out at 49ers OTAs that Matt Breida was impressive, that Matt Breida looked good out there. The rest of the, in the industry is on Jerick McKinnon as the guy out there. I'm not saying that McKinnon won't be the guy. I do not like McKinnon's price, to be 100% honest with you. I would rather take a crack on Breeder late, but by the same token, me taking a crack on Breeder late, I could see me week three saying, goodbye, Matt Breeder, take your ass to the bench. Take your ass to the waiver wire, excuse me. Yeah, I can. Uh, I agree with everything you said there. I'm not as high on McKinnon as everybody else. I get it, Shanahan has worked magic with some running backs. You know, Hyde's had a good year. Freeman's obviously excellent with them. But there are some guys there besides McKinnon. You mentioned Breeder. What about Joe Williams, who was on IR all of last season? He's going to get mm-hmm. a chance to see what he can do here. Uh, I'm once again. There's a lot of guys here that I think are about even. You know, uh, I think McKinnon probably is the best of this bunch. But Breed is a good player who had some did some damage last year. He's going to get some touches. They're not going to forget about Joe Williams. They're going to want to see what he can do. They spent the draft pick on him last year, and I think it was a second or third round. So they're not, they're not going to throw them to the the waste pile here. So uh, I'm wary of the situation as a whole. Plus, I think defenses, they would have seen Garoppolo all offseason now. They have video of him. They'll figure out how to stop him or slow him down at least. It's not like he's never going to lose a game. Uh, the wide receiver core is unimpressive. You know, I can see why Des Bryant put out that Instagram where he wanted to go there because, hey, there's a fit there. So uh, I'm not really high on any of these guys. At least not as far as McKinnon is concerned, I'm not as high as others. He's an RB2, but I don't see the huge upside. People think he might end up being an RB1 by the end of the year. I agree with you on that. Like I said, it's going to be a league where I overpay for McKinnon. I'm willing to do it once, not twice. But I want I want to discuss something. I think I might have asked you this last week. Green Bay Packers running backs. Are you going? Are you going to fool with any of them? In a perfect world, no. 
I mean, I'd like not to, but, you know, odds are we're going to have to. You know, maybe not in a uh, majority of my leagues, but I'm sure in a couple of them I'm going to have to take a uh, guess which one I think is going to be the guy there. And once again, it is pretty much educated guesswork. Right now, you know, June 3rd, I would take Jamal Williams. He's the guy I want. Uh, but I say this with very little confidence, or I think yeah. it's a situation where if what happens if Aaron Jones is playing better? If Jamal Williams doesn't get the job done, then I think Aaron Jones could take over. Does it matter? Aaron Rodgers is back. And, you know, he, uh, we love Aaron Rodgers if you have him, but he's frustrating for running back owners because he sneaks in or throws in so many balls on the one-yard line. He still takes that quick drop and throws it. You know, and now he's got Jimmy Graham. He could throw the ball up in the air and play jump ball with him. <laughs> so that could be frustrating to uh, you know, no matter who you own on Green Bay. Perfect world, Corey. I'd rather not own either one of them. But if I had to choose right now, like I said, June 3rd, I would take Jamal Williams. Only Green Bay Pack I'm interested in this year is Devontae Adams. Other than that, I'm not interested in a single soul on the team, including Jimmy Graham, uh, Randall Cobb. No, Don't want no parts of Randall Cobb. Don't want no parts of uh, Allison Seymour, whatever the young man's name is. And and, and I'm not going to be in on Graham. Rodgers would have to drop to the fifth. Devontae Adams, I would pull into the first, though. I'm high on Adams this year. I don't think I can argue with anything you just said. Uh, I, uh, you know I wholeheartedly agree with you about uh, Rodgers. He falls to round five, I'll take him. I just don't take quarterbacks early unless it's in a, uh, a league with which you could start two quarterbacks. Uh, as far as Devontae Adams, I think he's going to be great, no problem. Jimmy Graham, I wouldn't say I'm not on him. Tight end is not all that deep, after the, especially it's eight to, really eight to ten good tight ends. After that, it gets scary. But I'll probably yeah. not spend the draft pick that others will on Jimmy Graham because there's more hype now with him because he's playing with Aaron Rodgers. And people are going to think he's going to have the same type of year he had with Drew Brees. I don't think that's ever happening again. I, I don't think he's that, that player anymore due to the injuries. And the other wide receivers, I mean, Cobb has been very uh, pedestrian the past couple of years. He really hasn't done anything. Toronto Allison, I kind of I am interested in. But uh, once again, I think he, someone's going to take him as a starter. Why receive a three? Why receive a four? Because they're going to want to go for upside. Whereas for me, he's more of a bench player. I agree with you on, on that. Um, I know we talked about it last week, the situation in Cleveland, so we can move past that. I think we need more clarity between Chubb and uh, Carlos Hyde. Uh, C.J. Anderson, George. What, what do you think about C.J. Anderson? I think he's a better Jonathan Stewart. So there is value there. Because I don't think they want McCaffrey running between those tackles at the goal line. You know, they don't want to do that. And maybe C.J. gives them a better – But Cam can do that too, though. But I was, uh, that's, uh, my next point was just going to be that. Maybe this gives yeah. them the excuse not to use Cam like that. Yeah, if C.J. can about get that is, job done. You can give Cam that excuse, but Cam <laughs> is still going to do it. You feel what I mean, George? I, Cam I, is still going to do it. I agree with you. And, and listen, for Cam Stewart oh, – Cam Stewart. Uh, Cam Newton owners, uh, you want – him to do that because that's where his value lies, running the ball, using his legs there. Uh, but I'm going to like uh, C.J. Anderson, uh, especially if I have uh, McCaffrey. But we're talking, once again, mid-range running back three. These are all guys now. They're role players. But, uh, he has we're talking about roles. Yep. I'm talking about ben, right now we're talking about bench players that at some point in the season, bye week, injury, you may have to pop into your lineup. How comfortable are you going to be week eight putting C.J. Anderson in your lineup? If it's to cover a bye, I'm fine with it. If it's because I have an yep. injury, I'm worried. If he has to start mm-hmm. me week in and week out, I'm worried. You know, bye weeks, we, you know, what is it? We, beggars can't be choosers. You put in whoever you have to cover your bye weeks. But if, you know, I have an injury and now i got to start him week in, week out, I have a problem. All right. So there you go. Fantasy football frenzy 
FNTSY Radio, getting ready to take our last break of the program. Still got some more running backs we'll look into and break down and maybe uh, take a peek over at some mid-range wide receivers also. Um, interesting. When we come back, I want to get into um, a couple of these last pass-catching running backs who looks like their roles could be diminished coming up this season. I'm talking about um, Theo Riddick, James White, and Giovanni Bernard. Want to break those guys down, get ready to put a bow on it. Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. segment of the program. Thank everybody for rocking with us, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Don't forget tomorrow, Monday, June 4th, Fantasy Football Frenzy comes back to a daily weekday schedule beginning at 1 p.m. East this year. So, want to be glad that you were along for the ride last year. We'll have you along. Be happy to have you along for the ride once again this season. Oh, boy. What do we think, George? What do we think, George Kurtz, my man? Theo Riddick, James White, Giovanni Bernard. All right, if I'm going to rank them, I'm probably putting the exact uh, opposite of what you uh, listed them. Uh, I think Riddick last. Uh, once a lot of another situation, a lot of cooks in the kitchen there. You get draft a rookie. You know, I, I think he's going to be the guy. I have all these guys that are in Detroit, and they're a bunch. You know, Legarrette Blunt's there. You still got Amir Abdullah there. And you know, on Johnson's. There's the rookie. So there's a whole bunch of running backs in Detroit. Uh, in Detroit. I'll t- I want Kerry Johnson first. I think he's going to end up being uh, take over the role eventually. Not that I love any of them. You know, I'll take uh, I'll take Blunt next. Uh, short yards, maybe the goal line guy. Riddick after that for my PPR and Abdul is pretty much no somebody I'm not even thinking about. But these are all guys. Once again, uh, you're talking late in your draft, round eight, round nine. You start looking at these guys to fill. Uh, I said I think Kerry John Johnson has the big biggest upside here, where he could be the first and second down guy. They they drafted him for a reason. I would assume he, they wanted to be that guy. You sign Blunt, you know Riddick is what he is as far as pass catcher. It's a mess. Bottom line is the team's still going to win uh, on Stafford's arm or try to win on Stafford's arm with Tate Jones and Galladay. But I, I like Kerry on Johnson. So running back threes, running back four. Kerry on Johnson would be a low running back three. Riddick Blunt or RB fours bench players waiver wire guys. Yeah, no doubt about that. I, I, I agree with you. They're in the same they're in the, they're all in the same mode to me also. So I feel as if um what I'd be willing to do with those two guys is I'm kinda like I go Geo because I do think Geo's gonna get some work. Then I go James White and Theo Riddick. I would rank them the same way you do, George, because the truth of the matter is I don't really think yeah, you know, like these are bye week guys. James White has the ability to go off at times, so does Giovanni Bernard. I think we've seen the best of Theo Riddick. 
truly, truly yeah, do. Uh, you know, once again, James White has the uh, the New England thing, 16,000 running backs, and we already discussed what Bill Belichick does with him. Giovanni Bernard had a good year last year, especially the second half of that season. He was really good. Did get banged up probably because they were using him too much. But, when, you know, when stays healthy, when they use him correctly, he's a damn good running back. Probably one of their more reliable guys. Giovanni Bernard is a player that um, – quietly goes by. Giovanni Bernard will have fantasy value throughout the course of the season. I can guarantee you that. What about Giovanni Bernard's old running mate, Jeremy Hill? Do you think he becomes the new Patriot goal line guy? Do you think he gets one of these Bill Belichickian <laughs> Patriot renaissance? I don't know what to think about Jeremy Hill. All right? Because I think he does. I, I don't think he's done. You know, I, I don't think he's done. But once again, a lot of running backs there. I'm not so sure he makes the final cut. You know, I think if he makes the final cut, he'll be somewhat valuable. But I said it before. Sonny Michelle, Burkhead, White, Hill, Gillisley, Bolden, Webb. You know, generally you only keep four running backs. You know, that's the most you got to keep on your team. Michelle, Burkhead, and White, I think, are all locks. You know, so I think you talk about Hill, Gillisley, Bolden, and Webb fighting for that one spot. Maybe two at most. Probably has to be uh, perform on special teams. You know, I, I, I'm guessing Webb doesn't make the team. You know, Gillisley seems to be in uh, Bill's doghouse here. So maybe it's Hill Bolden for that last spot. Bolden's really done nothing for years. So I guess he gets it. But uh, to guess on what his role is, I'm not drafting. There's no way I'm drafting Hill. That's where I'm going. A 12-team league, 10-team league, no way I'm drafting Jeremy Hill. He's a wait-and-see guy. Things work out. You, draft, you pick him up off the waiver wire and then get frustrated when the next week they don't use him at all. So I got some good news, George. I've ordered my food. Got your food? My burrito is coming. My beef burrito and empanadas is coming, right? Not to mention the draft I signed up for is filled already. So the draft starts in 10 minutes. The food will be here in 10 minutes. George, not too many more things I need to ask for. I can think of one, but we're not going to get into that. But I think I'm going to – You can probably order that on your phone too. (laughs) Does Uber have a thing for that? Let's call a text message. <laughs> call the Uber afterwards. Um, <laughs> I got the fifth pick, George. Fifth pick. Okay. So, uh, okay. Well, first question for you. Where do you, if, if, if you could pick, which some things you can, if you can uh, choose whatever slot you want to pick in, fantasy executive, what slot do you prefer? Are you, do you want the number one pick? Do you want to get the best player out there? Do you prefer to draft the middle of the drafts so where you don't, you never at the wrong end of any runs, or do you like the turns? So you get two players at once. What does Corey like? Me, myself, personally, I like the turn, but it, it, it differs from year to year. This year, I think you want to be at the front end of the draft where you got those big running backs, and then you can come back in the second round and get a big wide receiver and maybe another one, another running back. I think that's the way to go this year. Now, I've only done about three or four drafts. I'm not locked into that um, this year. But somewhere in that one to four area um, where you can get one of those big backs, I think is the way to go. Now, right here at five is right outside of that. Let's just say Gurley, Bell, Johnson, and Zeke are gone. Then it becomes Alvin Kamara or Antonio Brown. I don't feel you could ever go wrong with Antonio Brown, but it's just running back in the second going to be strong enough. That's where the trick is. Right here, I would more than likely go, oh, it's a tough call, George, because you think of the position of running back, and I know I can get a wide receiver in the second. So I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know, George. This is, this is going to be interesting. I like, I, I'm curious to see what I do from five today. Well, you, you brought up the, uh, the conundrum. If you take Brown, which I, that's, where, that's where I'm leaning, I'll be honest. I'm leaning Brown. 
But man, your first running back, because you won't be picking to what, 19th overall then? 24, 22, 21, 20th overall, sorry. Uh, is not going to be all that great. I mean, who are you going to end up with? Now you're talking where McKinnon might be your number one running back. Yeah, you know, you, you, you want to live with that, right? And that's tough. And it, it almost certainly means you got to get the running back in round three as well to really back that up, because assuming that a running back doesn't fall to you. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe McCoy falls because people are worried about it. Maybe Freeman does fall a little bit, in which case I'd be a lot, a lot happier about it. Uh, so I guess that depends on how you want to look at it. Are you okay going probably running back running back in rounds two and three if you take uh, Brown? Or you go Kamara, and then you can play the game of who are best, so still playing best player over, overall. But let's play something different here. Let's say Brown sneaks into that top four. And let's take uh, let's take Johnson out. You know, we'll go. We'll say it's Gurley, Bell, Zeke, Brown. So now you got Johnson, Kamara, available to you. That's a tough call too, George. I, it's, I, you know, I, at that point, I think I would go Kamara. To be honest with you, I think I would go Kamara. That's why I put it up. Going, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I think I, I agree. Go Kamara. I'm a, I am not worried about Johnson's injury at all. All right, the wrist, he's fine. I mean, it wasn't a leg injury. I worry about leg injuries much more, and he came back from that two years ago. I worry more about the team around him. I mean, it really is only Johnson and Fitzgerald, and that's it. You know, I, I don't think about it is, but is that, is that a good thing, though, because of how no. much volume Johnson's going to get? Be- but the problem is because Fitzgerald is not a burner, you know, and he's a slot guy, he's, you're not going to play the safeties over the top. There's going to be eight men in the box a whole lot to stop Johnson. And that's going to concern me. I mean, once again, I would take Johnson. I would just take Kamara over him. I think Saints are a better office. They'll, they'll use him in better uh, situations. Your argument against Kamara is going to be, well, is he really going to be a touchdown guy? He's going to slide a build. You know, and he might be that for the first until Ingram comes back. But after that, it'll be a split again. I get that too. You know, but I think right now I would take Kamara over Johnson. But like I said, I'm really pretty happy with either one. Yeah, no doubt. It's one th- See, here's the thing about Kamara. Kamara scores fantasy points so fast because he has he get Drew Brees likes him a lot. He gets him the football a lot. I mean, the, the game in Kamara got the concussion. He had three receptions for fifteen yards. He gave you he gave you like five fantasy points in half of a drive. Yeah, he's and when they when they're using him like that, he's dangerous. He's just a dangerous weapon that uh, they have there, and good for them for for drafting him. I uh, I said I like uh, I'll take him our first round I'll take I'll take all these running backs first round uh, I am curious to where you, where you're going to go with this I'm actually I'm more curious to what your second round pick is going to be depending on what your first round pick is that's why hopefully I find we, it interesting hopefully here. we have enough time to um to get to it right that'd be cool if we did that right here on the program and my guess is we are going to get through both of those picks um on on the program right here see the food would be here at two thirteen so I'm good with that the draft starts in four minutes so. Anything you want to talk about to the draft starts? Anything you want to get off your chest, George? You feel pretty you know, comfortable with everything? I, I, I'm pretty comfortable. Listen, today's, today's been an intriguing day. You know, my daughter lost a soccer game because of a scheduling conflict. And not that I blame, apparently, the, uh, one time the game was at 11 and they moved it to 12. And I guess people, the other team didn't know, whatever. And she lost. Listen, these soccer games are terrible anyway. It's, it's yeah. just a bunch of kids roll, you know, running around. They're seven-year-olds. The kids running yeah. around to a big mess. But uh, uh, I, I don't blame the other team for not wanting to reschedule the game because I'm sure they had plans at 1.30 today, just like I did. I didn't want to reschedule the game either as I had to change mm-hmm. my plans to go, see, to go see my movie. Got to go see my Star Wars fix here. So it's been an intriguing day. And, uh, it's a new Star you know, Wars in the movies? Solo. Han Solo. Oh, I'm sorry, George. The, I'm not a Star Wars guy. You said You're not a Star like Wars I, guy? 
not a Star Wars guy. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, I'm ashamed of you now. I used to like you, Corey. You, we're both Yankee fans. We're both Cowboy fans, but you're not a Star Wars guy. Uh, not that I'm the biggest do, geek for Star Wars. I, gotta, I do. Like I got to do better, George. Not crazy I apologize, George. I have to do better. <laughs> you, you do have to do better. <laughs> Listen, well, these these new movies they made for Star Wars have been okay at best. Anyway, I'm not, I, I don't think they've been all that great. Uh, you know me. I'm, I'm the I'm the get off my lawn guy, right? And I always complain yeah, yeah. about something. So uh, they've been uh, they've been okay at best. So I'm not really expecting much out of these. But uh, the kids like it, so it'll, it'll be fun to take them to a movie this afternoon. Okay, hey, good. it's not raining right now. Right now. Terrible. It was this morning. It, it, was, it, was, it, was when I, it was when I left the house. It was when I came in the house. When I came in the house, well, it we, was we, this morning. We got sun. I'm going to need a jacket <laughs> today, mind you. It's, it's just, oh, it's, yeah. Uh, no. It's I've not been nice, out already. nice, but I'll, I'll take it. I've been out already this morning. I did have to. Uh, I did have to uh, step back inside and put on a hooded sweatshirt. So I made my trip to the, uh, the to the bodega right quick, um, mainly for you know to get me something to drink, to get that 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 uh to get that taste of alcohol from last night that was still left, George. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I had to get that removed before the program started. So I, I went. See, I, I refed hockey games last night. That was my night last night. Okay, you're out drinking. I'm I'm working. Okay, I'm getting yelled at for four uh, four or five hours. Good job, Ace. Well, you know what? Me being a star, not being a Star Wars guy, and you being upset with me about that is fine, considering the fact that for years Scott Angle has gotten on me for not being a Kiss fan. <sighs> you know. Uh, I like Kiss. I'm nowhere near like Scott does. Scott, you know, yeah. a lot of my friends are like him as well. By the way, you know, I, I think they think they're okay. I think I told Scott they wouldn't be in my top twenty, as far as my bands. I I have their best hit CD, you know, and I enjoy yeah. listening to a few of their songs. But uh, uh, I'm not someone who's been a huge fan. I tell you, Gene Simmons, I liked him better as an actor. He's been in a couple of movies I've actually liked uh, back in the day when he always played the bad guy. So I've actually enjoyed him probably more as an actor than as a singer. But uh, hey, listen. Uh, I'm, I am a classic rock guy, just like Scott. I just yep. like uh, more of the, the English bands, you know, the Led Zeppelin, the Who, uh, Genesis, uh, Queen, those kind of uh, bands. Oh, there. Queen! But, uh, hey, Queen has made some. Uh, Queen Freddie, has made some. Freddie Mercury is fantastic. Classic music uh, from the group uh, group Queen. All right, so here we go. We about to be on the clock in a little bit because we're counting down now. We're under a minute, George. I hope you're excited about this as I am. I love drafts. You know, I've said this before. Drafts to me are like Christmas morning for adults because that's when I get to open up my presents, see what my teams look at, look like. I, I love drafts. Uh, I don't care. Well, as long as I know what the rules are, I really don't care. I prefer PPR. I prefer Superflex. I think Superflex mm-hmm. is where people have to go because I'm getting tired of telling everybody to wait for on a quarterback. And to me, the quarterback has become like defenses and kickers. I want them gone too. You know, I, I prefer IDP. Uh, in my uh, one of my big leagues, my dynasty league, uh, we just voted out kickers. Just did it. Just got uh, accepted yesterday. So, uh, you know, so we have the same amount of rot spots, but we're going to throw in an extra flex, get rid of the kicker. And I love that idea. You know, get rid of the kicker, get rid of the guesswork, you know, make it more fun. Add a, add a flex, you know. Once again, to me, that's great. And IDP, I'll say it again. You may think IDP is hard. And, yes, you'll have to do some more studying. But in your league, you can start off slow. Have one linebacker, one defensive lineman, one secondary player. Everybody's going to have an all-star. But you start off slow, and you can build it from there. You know, a year or two down the line, you can add a second, or you can go to, you know, three, whatever you feel comfortable with. But IDP, get rid of your defense, because defense should count, man. It really should count, and it just it adds more fun to the game. So, hey, more points. We're Americans. We like points. 
I'm on the clock, George. Crap, and I went quick. Guess who's available for me at five? Uh, Elliot. Ezekiel Elliott's there at five. Guess who jumped into the top four? All right, so we're saying Gurley's gone, Bell's gone, Johnson Brown. David Kamara jo- Brown. Johnson, no. Saquon Really, Barkley. someone? Oh, all right. I said I might do that. I did say that. That you I could did see say him that the fourth running back. That's how the show but started not, with you saying that. <laughs> but not, not over Elliot, though. I don't. I don't think I could take him over Elliot. We've come full circle, George. <laughs> the hype is real for Barkley. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. I don't think I could have done that here, but I, I, that's fine, mind you. Like I said, I, I, I just don't think I would have taken him over Elliot. I think of my top three for me is uh, right now is Gurley, Bell, Elliott. Even though I, I, but I get that. I do have some doubts about the Cowboys because right now, if I'm a defense, I'm playing 11 guys in the box. I'm not so sure anybody in that Cowboys uh, wide receiver court can catch anything. I think they have uh, – I mentioned the problems I have with David Johnson. Well, I think it's worse for the Cowboys. I'm not as down on the Cowboys as you are. I hate to sound like Scott, Scott like the optimistic fan. I'm, so, I'm really not as down on the Cowboys as, as you are. I think this could actually work out – this lack of wide receiver thing, because I think you could see a situation where Dak Prescott is not forced into targeting one player over and over, but it's going to be interesting. And also, one thing about the Cowboys, they tend to play better when there's lower expectations. Last season, they came in there with a ton of expectations. You had the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. The season fell apart. This season, with less expectations, the team might be able to play a little bit more free. I do believe, though, that Jason Garrett has to take this team to the playoffs in order to keep his job. I agree with you about the Dez, about Dak not being forced to throw the Dez, but you know, there's no Jason Witten there either. There's <laughs> nobody. Yeah, seven. I know. I feel you. It, I feel you. Was it 72 percent of the targets from last year are gone? I mean, I just there's no tight end to replace him. I do think I don't want to say Jason Witten screwed down because I don't. I think uh, the Cowboys knew for a while that Witten might retire, but the fact that they did it so late took them out of a tight end during free agency. Because I I'll say it again. I wonder if Trey Burton would have had much more interest with the Cowboys if they would have known about Witten. I just think, like I said, the Cowboys, I think that passing offense, if I'm a defense, Corey, everyone goes in the box until Dak proves to me he can hit Allen Hearns, Beasley, or you know Williams, and I'm not so sure they're ever going to be able to convince defenses that their passing offense is any kind of threat. Let me give you the first round as we go through it. Todd Bell, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson. Then we see Saquon Barkley go at four. I take Ezekiel Elliott. Then Alvin Kamara goes. Antonio Brown goes pick seven, followed by Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, DeAndre Hopkins, and Odell Beckham in the first round. Wide receivers are going to be at a value. Running backs are going to be at a premium for my man George Kurtz. For everybody on the fourth floor down there in the fantasy pit of Middlebury, fantasy exec, we are out. Frenzy weekday edition debuts tomorrow. George, good looking out, my man. You too, Corey. You have a great day. All righty. <laughs>